0: This podcast is brought to you by Ragu Old World Style Traditional Sauce. A great sauce starts with the best ingredients. Ragu Old World Style Traditional Sauce is that great sauce. Inspired by our founder's original recipe, Ragu Old World Style Traditional Sauce is made with delicious ingredients, including vine-ripened tomatoes, chopped onions, garlic, and olive oil. Simmered together for the authentic taste you and your family will want to come back to. For recipes, sauces, and mealtime inspiration, visit ragu.com.
1: It's now been just about two weeks since the execution of Rodney Reed was delayed in Texas. And today I want to give you a clear update on where his case stands. I want to talk to you about what's next. I also want to tell you some of the stories I'm now getting every few minutes from people all over the country who've either been wrongfully convicted or who have family members. I'm talking about husbands, wives, sons, daughters, daughters mothers and fathers who've been wrongfully convicted. And finally, I have an action step for us to take together as I share some thoughts on how we have to organize better around this issue of wrongful convictions. This is Sean King, and you are listening to The the Breakdown. The the Breakdown. The, 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 the breakdown. The, 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 The Breakdown. Just a little more than two weeks ago, millions of us, people from all 50 states, from countries all around the world, came together, rallied together to stop the execution of a man named Rodney Reed, who I believe was wrongly arrested, wrongly charged and convicted, and ultimately sentenced to die in Texas for a crime that I strongly believe he did not commit, and I believe the evidence shows that. The Texas Board of Pardons and Paroles, which a deeply Conservative board there recommended to the governor that he stop the execution, but before the governor could make a decision based on that recommendation, the Texas Criminal Court of Appeals issued an immediate appeal or granted an appeal and stopped the execution, canceled the execution date, and then pushed it back down to lower courts. I want to give you an update on where that stands right now, because it's actually not only deeply problematic, but it's emblematic. It's symptomatic of not only the problems that Rodney has experienced over these past 20 years, but it's given me a a deep, peculiar glimpse into how things work there in Texas. So Rodney had a, a judge on this case who retired now. This is going to get a little confusing. On this case, there was already a judge who had previously retired, and he came out of retirement, in essence, to work on Rodney's case. But in August, unbeknownst to the general public, he privately wrote a letter to other people in the system, other judges and and supervisors, suggesting that he had gotten concerned that his mental faculties could be a problem and that he needed to retire. Well, the full legal team was never notified of that. And so in August and September, deep into October, even into November, the general public didn't even know that the judge, the original judge that was scheduled to hear any type of appeals on Rodney's case that he had privately uh, already told his supervisors that he needed to step down just for the integrity of the cases. And so when the Texas Criminal Court of Appeals said, yes, we are going to stop this execution and give Rodney Reed's legal team an opportunity to present new information, Texas law states that if A judge is removed or steps down, the case should be immediately heard by the locally elected judge in that county, and the county is Bastrop County. Well, there is a locally elected judge there. Here's where it gets very weird and very disturbing. And I again I think it's a sign or symptom of all the problems that Rodney's case has had since day one. Instead of kicking the case down to the locally elected judge there in Bastrop County, who, I will say, again, is a, is a conservative Republican, okay? It's not like there's a liberal judge that we're waiting to hear this case, but he is the locally elected judge of the people. Uh, instead of batting the case down to the locally, locally elected judge, as the law states, they brought another judge out of retirement a man who has not tried a case in over five years and is known to be consistently unreasonable and harsh in every way, instead of batting the case down to the, local, to the active local judge, they brought another judge out of retirement, hold on, who's not even from that county. He is from the next county over. And, of course, Rodney Reed's legal team at the Innocence Project has said, hey, this is not going to fly. Not only are you violating Texas law, but you're doing so on a case of life and death. And, and, again, this is symptomatic of how Rodney's case has been treated. Why are they doing that? Why did they bring a judge out of retirement to initially hear Rodney's case? And why, when he retired, why are they bringing another judge out of retirement just to hear? The guy is not unretiring to practice again. They brought him out of retirement. Five years of not practicing law, not being a judge. They brought him out of retirement just to hear this case. And he's not even from the county where the crime happened or where Rodney was convicted. And there are local judges who can take the case. It taught me a A profound lesson of how people in power, particularly conservative white folk in power, and I don't just mean Republicans, but how the conservative power structure in America abuses and manipulates this thing that they call the justice system, but we know it's got so little justice, why we call it the legal system. It's system of laws, but it's not a system where a lot of justice happens, that they manipulate and abuse the system in whatever way they can, however they they can, to bring judges in and out and in and out of retirement to try whatever cases they want them to. I've never heard of such a thing. But as I started talking to people all over Texas, they said, Sean, we've been seeing this shit. Our whole lives we've been seeing this for generations that judges who have disappeared and left the bench are brought back uh, who are dusted off and brought out of retirement just to try a very particular case is disturbing and it's it's a level of gamemanship that I don't mean to say I admire, <laughs> but to say like, "Oh, this is how you all are playing these rules here. This is how this is how you all are using the system." And it and it lets me know that I mean I got this metaphor is overused, but you know, it's like we're playing checkers and they're playing chess. You know, it's like I don't even think that's appropriate enough. It's like, you know, we have we are we are not playing by the same rules we are not playing with the same weapons we are not playing with the same level of sophistication when it comes to this system and it and it just showed me right away like oh okay this is how they run the show this is how they make sure that innocent people are never exonerated this is how they make sure that certain people always run the system and uh, I'm, I'm disturbed by it and, and we should all be disturbed by it and and yet I also need us to learn that there is a level of nuance and sophistication that goes into how these systems are managed and we need to learn some powerful lessons from
0: this it's the
1: breakdown, the breakdown the breakdown, the breakdown the breakdown, break it down now Ha. I'm getting just absolutely heartbreaking stories from uh, from incarcerated men and women all over the country who are emailing me and calling me and reaching out to me every way they know how, just desperate for the type of support they saw Rodney Reed get. But also I'm getting emergency phone calls from... Husbands and wives, mothers and fathers, sons and daughters, nieces and nephews, grandchildren, neighbors, friends, all over the country who just want to say, Sean, my loved one was also wrongfully convicted, wrongly sent to prison. And I have to be honest with you, it's been overwhelming for me because I can handle it emotionally, although it's tough, and I spoke to so many of these families over the past few days uh, bigger than the emotional burden of it is the logistical burden that each of these families needs real support and real help and of course, I'm just one person, but i obviously I help manage and run and organize many different teams, but we don't have I don't have not just the bandwidth, I don't have the systems and structures to provide the type of support that people need. And what, what's clear to me is that there are so many people who need that support that we're going to have to build it ourselves. Now, there is, there is a place for something that I think exists in a space that's different than the Innocence Project, First. I love them with no ifs, ands, or buts. They're doing brilliant, beautiful, essential, life-saving work. And I, and I say unequivocally that they are the best organization in the space. What I see is that even they are only able to take on but so many cases. And when a case doesn't necessarily fit the, um, the narrow definition of what they're able to take on, what happens is that there will there be hundreds, thousands of cases that the Innocence Project just does not take. And I think there's a space for us to, to organize around that. And I have an idea that I want to share with you, an action step for us today. But first I want to give you a quick word from one of our sponsors. Not only are we living in one of the most problematic points in American history, but it's causing an enormous amount of stress. And there's nothing that's going to help you better than getting a good night's rest. Sleep is like a magic remedy for the brain and body. And when we sleep well, we're more focused and relaxed. And best of all, sleep, good sleep, makes us happier. And that's why here at The Breakdown, we're partnering with Calm, the number one app for sleep. Here's the thing, sleep deficiency does real damage, not just to your brain, but to your body as well. And when you are sleepless, you are more prone to accidents, weight gain, depression, and so much more. So with Calm, they have a whole library of programs designed to help you get the sleep that your brain and body needs. So if you want to seize the day, sleep the night with the help of Calm. And right now, listeners of The Breakdown get 25% off of a Calm Premium subscription at calm.com break. That's C-A-L-M dot com slash break. Over 40 million people have downloaded calm.com slash break, and we want you to download it and use it as well. All over the country now in, I think, 39 district attorney's offices, we have something called Conviction Review Units or Conviction Integrity Review Units. And actually, they are exonerating more people per day or per week, per month on a faster rate than even the Innocence Project. And often the Innocence Project is appealing to these conviction review units. I want to explain what they are for just a second and then give us an action step where we can begin advocating and fighting for these conviction review units to be in your city, to be in your county, all over the country. As you know, there are now nearly 2,400 district attorney's offices all over the country. Every major county in this nation has a district attorney's office. Almost all of them call themselves the district attorney's office. Some call themselves the state's attorney's office, the county's attorney's office, the prosecuting attorney, but they all function the same. They're all the same. It is the local office for the district attorney, and they oversee all of the county or all of the city's prosecutors, and that person is locally elected, which is a place where we all have real power, the organization that I'm a co-founder of, Real Justice, we have now helped to elect district attorneys all over the country. And in almost all of the district attorneys that we've helped elect, in almost all of their offices, they have those conviction review units. And what it is is they establish an actual office in the office of the district attorney that has an administrator, staff, uh, attorneys, and others when... Uh, incarcerated families or or their families uh, or attorneys present cases and say, hey, would you please review this conviction? We believe there was some type of misconduct. We believe there was something missed here. Please review this. We, there was prosecutorial misconduct. There was police misconduct. Please review this conviction, and and if you find something, uh, you know, it could help exonerate this person. And so where I'm recording this today in Brooklyn, Brooklyn really pioneered um, the, the development that Brooklyn was not the first place to have a conviction review unit. They were the first to use it full force. And now we see these review units happening all over the country. But out of the 2,400 district attorney's offices, Only 40 have them, 39 or 40. I'll be sure on that. I'll double check. And what I want you to do for your action step today is whatever county you're in, whatever city you're in, Google that city or county and find the name and number and information or email address and information of your local district attorney. And I simply want you to call them or email them to find out if they have a conviction review unit if they have an actual office that they've opened to review convictions. And if not, ask them if they'd be open to developing one or if they want more information. And what I want you to do, when you call and email your local prosecutor, your local district attorney, and ask them, let them know that you heard about conviction review units in other cities all over the country that are helping to exonerate people who were wrongly convicted when you find out, whatever you find out, if they have one, if they don't, whatever they tell you, I just want you to email me. You can email me directly at Sean, S-H-A-U-N, at com. Call your local prosecutor. Call your local district attorney's office. Ask them if they have a conviction review unit. And whatever they tell you, whatever their answer is, hit me up with an email at sean at com.
0: Break it down.
1: Of course, thank you all so much for listening to this episode of The Breakdown and to every episode of The Breakdown. Continue to grow our show and grow our listener base all over the country and all around the world. Thank you, of course, to the nearly 30,000 founding members of the North Star who even make this podcast possible. If you have not already subscribed to this podcast, please do so now. You can subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or whatever podcast app you love to use. Of course, thank you so much to our associate producer, Lissandra, our senior producer, Willis, and everybody who works hard to make each of these episodes possible. Take care, everybody.
0: This podcast is brought to you by Ragu Old World Style Traditional Sauce. A great sauce starts with the best ingredients. Ragu Old World Style Traditional Sauce is that great sauce. Inspired by our founder's original recipe, Ragu Old World-Style Traditional Sauce is made with delicious ingredients, including vine-ripened tomatoes, chopped onions, garlic, and olive oil. Simmered together for the authentic taste you and your family will want to come back to. For recipes, sauces, and mealtime inspiration, visit ragu.com.